Well, Cheryl, are you a New Year's resolution kind of person? If so, what is your resolution for this year? Uh, I'm not a New Year's resolution person, so I I, I long ago, you know, kind of decided that was a waste of time. (laughs) You know, that that week that we try to do what, so I'm I'm not a New Year's resolution person. How about you? I am generally not, and when I do a New Year's resolution, I try not to make it the big serious thing that will inevitably fail, which is what, you know, human nature leads us to is decide on January 1st that you're going to do something. And then by about January 18th, you say, nope, not doing that anymore. So my, my, (laughs) honestly, I, I feel very privileged. I have such, I've had such a great life. That's such a great uh, career that, and I, you know, I mean, in terms of like playing guitar and and doing the jobs I want to do and getting to work with a podcast network and getting to work with people like you. Everything is so good in my life that, and I guess I should mention my wife and dogs as well. Uh, (laughs) That's right. uh, But I mean, everything's set up so well, but the only thing in my life that I really want to dramatically improve is my stupid golf swing. So when you get down to the point where your resolution is, I want to actually be able to hit a golf ball better. Things are going pretty well. (laughs) I'd I'd say so. I'd say so. So I I like the idea of... my resolution is to be really shallow and think about golf. There you go. There you go. I do like the, uh, you know, kind of the ball dropping and, you know, I, I like all, I like the festivities of that. We were, you know, in New Jersey again. Um, and you know, at my mom's and Oliver loves the, like, I don't know if you guys do the, you know, the, the noise making kind of stuff, the pots and pans, you know, kind of banging. And so Oliver just loves it. So, um, so I get excited to kind of see him really enjoy, you know, a tradition. So other than that, you know, then it just becomes, a, uh, you know, the day after New Year's Day, then we just, we get back to work. Yeah. And uh, I will also make an admission. Uh, my wife and I went to bed about 10 PM. We didn't even make it up for the New York New Year's celebration. We, we were like out oh, in the, wow. middle of the Atlantic, wow. you know, we were like a cruise ship in the Atlantic celebration time. Uh, we went, we went to bed early. We just yeah. got tired and said, why are we staying up? Let's go to bed. So we're, yes, we are boring <laughs> and we're kind of proud of it. <laughs> I was much later than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you have more stamina. We know that. Uh, Brandon and I were talking <laughs> earlier. We we're just, we were just, you know, doing a pre another show where I think we we're doing the chin music show where we, your name came up and, and we started talking about just what your schedule must be like. We're going to get to some other basketball issues here on the Cheryl Reeve show here in a minute, but I, I am curious now that you've been doing it all for a while, you have the new, uh, you know, the, the, the front office promotion, you're coaching the links. You're still the team USA coach. You have a son, you have a wife, you have a very busy life. How do you do it all? Do you get up? Do you have a method for managing all these disparate things? Do you just kind of scramble day to day? I'm guessing you don't scramble day to day. I'm guessing you do have <laughs> some kind of a planning system or, or, yeah, I mean, how do you keep it all organized? How do you get it all done? I think it depends on what it is. Um, but I think the, the quiet times, you know, that, you know, so that when you do have, uh, an eight year old in the house and kind of all that goes with that, I have a, you know, during the school year, um, seven thirty start times, uh, for, for his school, you know, can, can lead to earlier mornings, but then it makes for harder nights, which has long been my productive time, you know, so anybody that knows me, uh, knows that, you know, it's going to be, you know, after 10 that you're probably going to (laughs) get some, you know, some, some thoughts and and things kind of go and you wake up to wake up to stuff, uh, when you're around me. Um, 
I do well with people like Paul Swanson, who's nocturnal. Uh, he, he works through the night and, and, uh, you know, so I'd say that it probably depends on the time of year. And, and I also have also tried to marry that with getting more sleep. I started that in the bubble and I, I feel much better, uh, doing that has also helped me, you know, feel better physically. So, um, you know, I think it all really depends on what it is. And, and, and I think I've, the experience of it all kind of allows you to know where you have to spend your time when and how much of it. And so making that recognition, when is it time to spend an extra hour, you know, playing, uh, wrestling on PS five, uh, with Oliver <laughs> knowing that my, my next two nights might not be, uh, so fun for Oliver. Yeah. So you just, you, you know, you just, you mostly do that. And obviously you lean on lots of people around you. I used to be nocturnal and I think if I were single, I would be nocturnal, but I'm kind of on Stacy's schedule. She gets up very early every morning. The dogs get me up early. So it's kind of forced me to go to bed earlier. Uh, but I prefer to be nocturnal. I just, I just can't, it just doesn't work. Um, let's, uh, let's get to some actual basketball and links news here. Reminder, this is the Cheryl Reeves show. This is part of talknorth.com. Brandon Morton is our producer, a longtime producer, as you all know. And our sponsors are Rudy Luther Toyota. Successful Marketing Group, All Energy Solar, and we are brought to you by the Aquarius Home Services Studio. That's right. We are broadcasting from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to Aquarius for all they've done for TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show, any show you like at the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free and it's easy. Uh, it's the easiest way to listen. And if you like this show, check out TalkNorth.com. Uh, John Krasinski on basketball. It, long list of people. I won't even go through all the names we have. We have great names. Dave Lee, Mike Grimm, uh, Russo, LaPanta, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, John Krasinski, John Malay, Jeff Diamond, outdoor content, variety content. Check it all out. And again, subscribe. And we do appreciate it. Thanks for helping our network grow. Uh, any interesting overseas news for any of your players? Um, I would say that uh, probably the most interesting, uh, well, well, Caitlin McBride has um, has been able to uh, really find her footing over in, in Turkey with Fenerbahce and uh, has played well and has gotten recognized, you know, a couple of players of the week. Um, and, and they've added, um, you know, some good players over the last week. So Fenerbahce is the kind of the, the team to watch right now. They, they're, they're pretty loaded in addition to Kayla uh, and Misa Min. And I, they added Satu Sabali and Brianna Stewart. And so, um, you know, just being in touch with Kayla around uh, how much fun she's, she's having uh, over there, um, and, and playing well. So, um, that's probably the biggest one. Um, you know, Jess Shepard, uh, recovering from a minor injury, um, you know, is, is, uh, should be back in action. And, you know, again, I have said this before, I think this has been really good for her, uh, to play overseas and, and gain the confidence and, and each year getting better and better. So that, that's a real positive for us. What was the injury? You know, and I said it, and I was trying to think, um, I, I believe it was, um, uh, a hamstring. Um, I, I don't know exactly, you know, exactly what it was, but I know that Jess was, um, going to make sure that, you know, that, that she was taken care of before she returned to the floor. Got it. Um, did you watch the, uh, Gophers the other night against Ohio state? Uh, last night? No, I, I, yes. I, uh, was actually at home. I, I watched the scores and I watched, uh, you know, I had people, you know, sending me a variety of things, particularly when they were up uh, going into the fourth quarter. No, it was a it was a good showing uh, for sure. Um, you know, it was good to see Braun, um, you know, kind of kind of, you know, play well and, and that toughness that she has. But I think it was, a, it was a good game for the Gophers. And, 
Um, Ohio State's ranked number three. It's a hard conference, really hard conference, and this is a young team. So this this is these are all great experiences for them. Yeah, and and they played great for three quarters. Ohio State got them in the fourth. Uh, is there you know the phrase we hear sometimes in sports is you have to learn how to win as a coach? What does that phrase mean to you? Well, you know, it's there's just no other way around it. I mean, every once in a while you get like this you know, kind of lightning in a bottle with a, with a young team that, that can, you know, whether it's the Fab Five at Michigan or like every once in a while you get that. But in, in generally speaking, a team has to go through experiences together. Um, and, and you know, I think this is all part of it. Like the, that learning to win, uh, you know, mistakes that were made, you know, you, you, there's no substitute for experience. And so when you go through it, and you've, you know what it felt like, you know what you should have done, you know, that that's just kind of the, you know, you go through your ups and downs. Oftentimes, you have to fail before you can really find success. And and that's, you know, this is unfortunately, that's usually the path. And and so these experiences that they're gaining now, I think, will be incredibly valuable. And do you find that the growth comes in uh, handling pressure? Or is it understanding the importance of, like, every little thing you do on the court? Or is it the ability to run plays against tough defense? What what helps you make that leap? I, th- I think the the trust that gets developed in those times you know, I always say that I, I really want to know more about my team when, when, when times were tough and the, you know, the adversity that you face in a loss, you know, like, like I want to learn more about that. I want to know more about the, the players and you just develop this trust and, and that's what's going to come from it. Certainly execution of a play and the details of it, you know, gosh darn it, I should have waited a little bit longer, except that screen. Maybe if I was the passer, you know, I go, okay, God, you know, I got to get ready sooner. You know what you, sir, there's always those details you watch video and go, okay, I know I can do this, or I know I can do that. In some cases, it's the difference between, you know, being in high school and being in college, you know, for, for this young team. Um, learning uh, terminology, learning the nuances of how you're going to be guarded. Uh, you've had a good um, non-conference schedule, you, you, you know, like you, you've played well. Well, now you're going to get in the conference and everybody knows you, and now you got to learn something new. you got to go, okay, well, I've had success for the first 10 games doing this, now they're on to me. Now I got to figure out something else to do. So that's like that fluid situation where you're, you know, as a, as a young player, you know, I, I remember, you know, just Nafisa as a rookie, you know, like you, you can't tell them, you know, everything they're going to need to know. They're going to have to go through it. And, and, you know, as they happen, you know, you hope that they're able to kind of say, okay, now I, I, now I see what you were talking about with that. Now I got that. Uh, now I got to work on this. And so it's just like this fluid learning process but I think probably the number one thing that comes from it is battle tested. If you've never been through it and you've never been through hard times together, it really is hard to, to you know, develop this trust uh, that comes from, you know, like, like experiencing tough times together. And so I think that's, that's a really valuable one as well. Interesting. All right, let's get some uh, some WNBA news. We do want to thank our sponsors and also let you know that uh, in large part, thanks to Cheryl, uh, you know, Cheryl doing this show and Cheryl's contributions, uh, we did surpass our goal on the winter wear drive. That's Lori Ramsey's winter wear drive. We did that in conjunction with the Cheryl Reeves show at Headflyer Brewing last month. So thank you to everyone who donated, everyone who showed up, anyone who contributed in any way. Thanks very much. And thanks to all of our sponsors, most of whom were there at Headflyer Brewing and have supported the show and Cheryl for a long time. Let's start with Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 
10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. The Inflation Reduction Act has raised the federal solar investment tax credit from 26 to 30%. That's a fantastic opportunity for residents and businesses to invest in solar. The rebate includes solar power with battery backup. There may be additional solar incentives depending on the location of the property. Solar power with battery backup can keep your lights on and heat running when a summer or winter storm hits. Solar and electric vehicle are the perfect pair. Kick fossil fuels to the curb at home and on the road by using solar power to power your EV at home or provide them as a service to your business employees and customers. Now's a great time to secure your spot for next year's installation. Might want to act soon. According to some studies, one in four homeowners want to invest in solar within the next five years, but the grid is limited capacity. Grab your opportunity while you can before someone else does. Go to allenergysolar.com. Thank you to Delory and Successful Marketing Group. They created and manage all the social media for the Cheryl Reeve Show. If you're looking for a social media for your business, I would highly recommend you contact her at Glory at SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Uh, thanks, Glory has been a big asset to the network and this show all along. Highly re- recommend working with her. And once again, thanks to the Aquarius Home Services uh, for the studio, Aquarius Home Services Studio. Any thoughts on Kurt Miller making his big move? Um, you know, no, I think again, we, you know, we probably know a little bit more, you know, just cause it's in our profession, you know, kind of, uh, what the climate was and maybe what he was looking for. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, the announcement of Karen Bryant returning, uh, as an executive. Um, and so, so the two of those, um, longtime successful, um, executives are, are teaming up in LA, um, you know. I, I guess probably pretty simply, it's you know it's still LA for me, so I don't I don't necessarily you know have have too much comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know how you feel about LA. Uh, we do. Uh, how about how about Monica Wright, as we know, or Monica Wright Rogers, uh, now becoming assistant general manager with the Phoenix Mercury? She was a draft pick for the Lynx in 2010. Yeah, Monty's Monty's one of my uh, all time favorite players that that played for the Lynx, and uh, because she's just a tremendous person. Uh, she was a tremendous athlete. Uh, we had great years together. She was very much a part of, uh, you know, when you think about the early years of, of the Lynx and 11 and 12 and 13. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I don't recall, um, you know, sort of transactions towards the end, but Monty's, Monty's, Monty's a Lynx. And, and I think she'll tell you that her, her experiences that we had here together, I think are, um, some that she, she still really, really cherishes and is a big part of her. Got into coaching for a little bit, uh, coached down at her alma mater at UVA, uh, worked for Tina Thompson and, and, uh, and then just really, you know, had this, this great opportunity. And I know she, she reached out to, to Claire to kind of talk about, you know, like what to expect and what she think. And, um, I know Jim Pittman from, from Phoenix, the, the executive there that, that hired Monty. Um, I just reminded Jim that Monty had some of her best games in Phoenix. She loves Phoenix. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm not surprised at all. And he says, Oh, I remember. So, uh, but congrats to, to Monty and, and love to see former players taking on these roles in the WNBA, whether they're coaching roles or front office roles. I, I think it's, uh, it's just a great time in our league for that. Do you think of yourself as someone who has, you know, we always talk about coaching trees or do you, do you think of yourself as somebody who has a coaching tree or organizational tree of people who've done well since you worked with them? 
Um, I don't necessarily think about it that way. Uh, you know, I tend to think about that of other people than I, than I do of myself. Um, I think I probably got to be doing this a little bit longer, you know, so maybe it's a, it's, it's a smaller tree, you know, that's, that's, uh, developing roots. I hope. Uh, what's next for you uh, just in terms of, uh, I guess, priorities, timing and everything else is, do you have anything for team USA on the, on the docket for the next few weeks? And when do you think things start heating up for, uh, both WNBA free agency and moves and, and speculation that will accompany that? Yeah, I think, uh, with regard to USA basketball, there's a February window that, um, countries, uh, you know, gather their national teams and, uh, either have a competition or a training camp. And so we'll, we will certainly be, uh, getting together for, uh, a training camp in that window. And then, uh, you know, I think what's first and foremost on, on all of our minds in the WNBA is what comes with the, the turn of the new year is, uh, this sort of mad dash sprint, uh, towards, uh, the formulation of the rosters where things can actually start to happen. So, uh, January 21st being the negotiating date um, that uh, we'll all begin to be able to actually reach these players and kind of figure out what what's happening. Um, so that's just a couple weeks away. Uh, we have the sort of the administrative part prior to that, January 11th, where we do our qualifying offers, our core designations, that sort of thing. Uh, we'll do that for, um, you know, essentially about... Uh, you know, ten days, and then we we get to we get to work on on actually getting a chance to meet with the players and and, and their camp and, and and really start to you know figure out what's possible for each team. So it's an exciting time. Uh, Just Women Sports put out a Twitter poll asking who is the best franchise in WNBA history. They listed the Lynx, the Storm, the Sparks, and the Mercury for you know just overall overall success. Um, so I guess the right question to ask you is who do you think is the second best franchise in the <laughs> I was going to say if you're going to ask well, it's pretty easy it's the Lynx Lynx is first right that's what you're going to ask me uh, yeah, second best franchise I mean it depends on what you base it on um, you know so I guess that that would be um, you know do you, you know you base it on you know, championships uh, is you know like is it a is it a longevity of success um, and I think that's what that's what makes us the best franchise is that you know, you know the historic run that we've had uh, over the last decade, nobody's nobody's accomplished, you know, the the, the win totals, you know, that we have in, in that time. Um, so who who would be next in that? I'd have to really kind of dive into their records to really understand. I mean, obviously they're all they're all good franchises. Um, they're just they're just um, not not as good as the Lynx. I'll ask a, a different <laughs> question and in a different way. When you came to the Lynx as coach, was there a franchise at that point that you wanted to emulate uh definitely not of of the of that group um i would say that for me um we we were just really and i came from the eastern conference and i think that's mm-hmm. that's part of it um and and so i was with the detroit shock and um you know that's really you know my my time uh was all with the eastern conference teams and so um i didn't necessarily you know kind of at that time when conference play was really big, you know, we really didn't necessarily get all that involved with the Western Conference. So when I came to Minnesota and became a part of the Western Conference, I, I didn't uh, necessarily have, you know, teams there that I kind of go, hey, I like what they do. Um, I think probably what happens is more of your uh, coaching experience is what kind of puts your, you know, your, your thoughts together and what you're trying to emulate. I just wanted to be successful. I wanted to play more defense and, and just wanted to find a way to be successful. I, I didn't have my eyes on on other franchises saying, Hey, 
and hope hope we can do what they've done. And one of the reasons I asked is because uh, you know I think you have had people who coach with you leave and then say, hey, I want to build something like the Lynx had. Uh, so I do think it's it's worked in that way at least. Um, you know, let's not a lot going on in the women's basketball world right now. I guess the other basketball question I have for you is, uh, you know, how actively are you scouting uh, the college scene right now in anticipation of your pick, or is this kind of a quiet period for that? No, I'd, I'd say that we're all uh, we, we've been very busy uh, since the start of the college season, uh, and I, I could probably speak on behalf of the league with that. I. You know, as we've been out and about, um, it, it seems to have been, you know, a lot, I always say this, good non-conference competition, you know, is really enjoyable for us scouts. Um, and then now we move into, like, we're really going to get deep into conference play. And um, But no, I, I'd say that's ongoing. And, and we've all, I think we all kind of jumped into that uh, in November and, and have been hard at work on that. And, and uh, free agency will certainly kind of take over in terms of the narrative around the league. Uh, but that that draft business is always kind of running in the background. Uh, let's get a final thought from Cheryl. Once again, thanks to Aquarius, Aquarius Home Services Studio, Rudy Luther Toyota, Successful Marketing Group, All Energy Solar, and our producer, Brandon Morton. I don't know if you want, I, I, you know, I haven't really gotten much into the political arena with you for a while now, uh, but it does <laughs> strike me that uh, as the Republicans are having trouble nominating a speaker of the house, you know, Nancy Pelosi, maybe the most successful speaker ever is just kind of sitting there taking it all in. I don't know if you have any thoughts <laughs> on Nancy or her leadership, but I think even, I think even people who hate Nancy Pelosi would have to admit she's been incredibly effective and she's been an incredible leader. She got elected on the first, you know, the first uh, vote every 11 straight times, never yeah. had to go through any of this stuff. And I think what we know about, again, objectively uh she always knew where the votes were if she had the votes if she had to work on the votes i mean the organization and the precision of her operation is stunning even if you don't like her yeah no i, I couldn't agree more and that's exactly what i think of like she had a pulse you always say that and her ability to uh work with other people um empower people uh have a collective um you know it was it was i'm sure like anything there's a uh, behind the scenes, uh, but but in terms of what we see, I, I saw a very um, you know connected uh, group of Democrats under her leadership, and um, you know, like you said, it, it's it's when when uh, when when somebody like that is now no longer in that role, and, and you see what's next, um, then you then you recognize and, and you have an appreciation uh, for exactly what she accomplished, and absolutely incredible uh, run for her, and and. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what lies ahead. I just. I just know it's been. Um, you know, something I, I. I will turn the news on for, which I haven't done a lot of. I've. I've really stayed away from um, a lot of the newsy stuff. I think uh, it's a little healthier. I, I don't. I don't necessarily enjoy. Um, you know, some of the uh, the stuff that's on um, uh, cable networks in terms of. You know, the pundits and and any on any side or anywhere in the middle doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, I've really taken a break from all of that, and uh, but this this has led me to at least pop in and see what number of vote we are on. <laughs> I think what number of vote are we on? Forty two or eighty six <laughs> or uh, I think it's eleven. I think they I think they're on their twelfth right now, and it's not are they going well still? for McCarthy. Yeah, uh, but you know what? By the by the time we started the show, did the show, it might be up to fifteen by now. <laughs> and and I have to say, one of my favorite clips. I wasn't looking for this, but this appeared. 
uh, on on uh, on one of my timelines that uh, when when I can't I, I feel bad I can't remember the the person that that was that was running and, and announcing the vote and the the one vote for Donald J Trump yes. um, and the laughter in the house I, I I don't know why but it just um, I'm not all things uh, for or against Trump type stuff at this point but that was pretty humorous. No, I uh, I enjoyed that moment as well. All right. Hey, thanks, Cheryl. Uh, we'll talk some more basketball next week. Appreciate everything. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. We appreciate it. I think, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the links and the links does here in the next few weeks and what happens in the WNBA. I think it's going to be a pretty spicy free agency period. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.